All right, it's Friday. We got plenty of Saints stuff in the books. Uh, we talked a little Cajuns to kick off the show because the season starts tomorrow. Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns ranked 23rd in the country. It is almost here, taking on the University of Texas and Austin. Longhorns ranked 19th in one poll, 21st in the other. Huge game. We talked to him on Wednesday. So briefly, we're bringing him on. Guys from Ragin' Review Podcast, Jerry Bear, Josh, Matt Miguez. Duty, let's start with you, Jerry A. Bear. What you got? All right, UL Texas. What's your what's your what's your analysis of this one? How you feeling? Well, I, I think this is probably the best position the Cajuns could be in against Texas. Uh, Twenty returning starters, all the momentum from the last two years. I think it's like a twenty-one and four combined record, um, and a preseason top twenty-five ranking for the first time in school history. Uh, you're playing a Texas team, brand-new head coach is Steve Sarkeesian, brand-new starting quarterback. Uh, losing a guy like Sam Mellinger is huge. He was sort of the face of the offense last season, so you have to replace that. They do have a good running back, though, with a decent running game or rushing attack, but uh, I think the Cajuns' front seven is going to complement that. Um, we're going to see what the Cajun defense is all about. Uh, I know Patrick Tony is going to have those guys ready. Uh, my, my prediction right now, uh, eight-point game, I'm feeling the Cajuns, man. I mean, I just feel like the pressure's on Texas. Um, you know, like I said, freshman quarterback, uh, <laughs> first game jitters. That front seven guys like Chauncey Manack, they're gonna give. They're gonna give that. Uh, what's his name? Hudson Card, I believe. Gonna give Card a run for his money. Um, you want to win the turnover battle? I think the game last year against Iowa State, the Cajuns were plus two. Um, yes, but if they a can, a couple of return touchdowns, yeah, you know, a few, a few teams. special team plays. But if they can do what they did against Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, who I believe was an All American or All Big Twelve, if they can do that against Texas's offense, I think the Cajuns have a really good shot. You don't want to do what you did against Mississippi State in the Superdome and commit five turnovers. You don't want to do that. But if they're able to limit turnovers and win the field position, the Cajuns have a legitimate shot. I actually. I've been reading some of these national pundits, like um, uh, like Bleacher Report and a few of those. They do their predictions. A lot of a lot of the, them are predicting a close Texas win. I think one of them was like thirty-one twenty-seven. I like the Cajuns twenty-seven twenty-four. I feel right. like they're more of a veteran team. And no uh, surprise, the Raisin Review guys are rolling uh, with the Cajuns. I'm rolling with the Cajuns. All right, man. I would I would not expect anything different, Josh. Uh, prediction wise, you know, I mean, look, if I was good at that. I would have gone eleven and zero last year on our picks. Yeah. Oh wait, that actually happened. Yeah. I was about to say, don't you make good money off of this thing, stuff? Your boy here went eleven and zero against the spread last year for KJ. Keep the streak going. But look, now I don't want to talk about that. This is what I want, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did, Scott. Yeah, you did. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm, no. never, I'm never. You wanted you know, to throw it in everybody's face. It's I had okay. to do it. I had to do it. But here's the thing, Scott. You're in the storyline business. I'm interested in the storylines. You got Napier Sark history, right? You got. The Cajuns recruited, I think it's seven UT. One of them is B. John Robinson. They're, they're, I think he's an All-American, right? He's, yeah, he's a preseason All-American. He's a preseason All-American. Some people have him in the Heisman conversation. So we're familiar with him. We've recruited him. We're familiar with their players. You've got, so this is something that is has come out of the storm and, you know, obviously don't want to make light of any of that because it's, it's fresh in all of our minds. But several of our coaches and players uh, are from Southeast Louisiana, home of New Orleans, uh, St. John, all that area, uh, we've got guys that have been impacted, their families, uh, that are, that are going to be playing football on Saturday. I'm interested to see how that impacts them. Is it going to be a rallying cry? Is it going to be something that's a distraction? I think that that's part of the story. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, if you, you guys talked about the money line. 
it's it's at eight. It started at fourteen and a half. I think it's six and a half at game time. The public is hammering the Cajuns, and I, I mean it's early money, so it's not sharp money, but it still tells another story. So you know, staying with the theme of storylines, that's important. I think you know, there's another stat that came out today. Previous five Longhorn coaches in their first game against a ranked opponent, zero and five. So that's another thing that you got to look for. They haven't had early success against ranked opponents, and I think the Cajuns are a little better than 23. So that's something to look for. Cajuns returned 20 of 22 starters against a freshman quarterback. So it's your ultimate system versus talent matchup. You've got a senior-laden team. You've got a five-year starter at quarterback for the Cajuns. You've got a lot of veteran leadership versus, look, they're talented. Let's, Let's be honest. But they've got a lot of inexperience on the coaching staff, and on the field. So I think that that's very interesting. And, you know, on the Cajun side, just specific to, you know, how we're going to produce points, the running back room is is pretty new. Who's going to step up? Is it going to be Imani Bailey? Is it going to be one of the freshmen that are getting some some reps in, in camp? You know, uh, Foot wrote about that uh, last week. So who's going to step up? There's so many storylines, and I'm probably – I know I didn't mention them all, but to me – the story is the storylines. That's what I'm interested to see. I think the Cajuns match up. I think we're better than people think. When you really do some deep diving into the roster, when you start really looking at the three deep on the front seven, it's as good as we've ever seen, and I think it's one of the top in the country. So you're picking the Cajuns. I am and you'll picking, be there. I am picking myself to have a very nice time and come home with a <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do predictions. Uh, he it doesn't just, happen. He just did, though. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really, but just he, saying, just for the record. He didn't technically, but he did. All right, we'll take it. You know, Scott, th- there, there's no question that this is the biggest game in school history. Um, you know, we, we've said it this whole conversation, a top 25 matchup, Austin, Texas, Fox primetime, Labor Day weekend, you know, it's all there. you got Steve Sarkeesian, who is an offensive mastermind, Nick Saban disciple, just like Billy Napier. You have Hudson Card, who a lot of people are unsure of, but I'll tell you this. From what I've seen, from what I've read, he's a young kid that makes good decisions, sees the field well, is accurate, strong, can move if he needs to. I think the Cajuns, uh, I don't think that the Cajuns will struggle against him. However, I think the Cajuns are really going to have to prepare in in depth, I guess is the word I'm looking for, in order to prepare for him. Bijan Robinson, like we said, preseason All-American, some people have him in the Heisman conversation. I don't disagree. The kid's an animal. Uh, Texas has an improved defense from last year. But like Josh said, we returned 20 or 22 starters. You know, Billy Napier, obviously all the conversation, Levi Lewis. I think this is going to be one of those games that sports fans like the four of us have dreamed about our, our entire lives. Um, you know, just the storybook kind of football game. But uh, I hate to, I hate to be the downer. 42-35 Longhorns. Matt Miguez making his prediction. I, you know, I, um, I, I, there's one thing I'll halfway disagree with you on, which I guess means I halfway agree with you, so you could take it either way. <laughs> I, I don't, I think it's the biggest opportunity in school history. Now, maybe Saturday evening we're saying that was the biggest game in program history. I feel like there's more to gain than lose Saturday from a UL standpoint. Um, I think it's the biggest opportunity, and maybe it's just semantics. But you know, if if the Cajuns do lose and it's competitive, it's a it's a good showing. It's kind of like, well, that's what 
eight-and-a-half-point game is kind of what a lot of people expected. Look out for them. They'll probably be back in the top 25 later this year. They probably won't lose another game. But, boy, if you win. Yeah. No, no um, question. And, and it's weird because maybe Texas ends up not having – but it, it doesn't matter. Sort of the path it sets you on, in my opinion, sort of the rest of the season. to Because you win that game, you move into the teens – your name's in the polls constantly. We talked about this on Wednesday. It says Louisiana with most outlets now. Um, biggest opportunity from a branding standpoint is is right there. Yep. And um, I think it's that's kind of why it's so exciting. That's why it's such a big game, which if you're watching it on Fox, we invite you to turn down the volume on the TV, sync it up with the radio, whether it be the 1420 app, whether it be Hot 1079, ESPN 1420, what have you. Here, Jay Walker. Touchdown, Louisiana. Here, Chris Lano trying so hard not to let his emotions just fully come out. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, for those that don't know, Gerald Broussard, he had a, a procedure, and he'll he'll be in the booth a little bit later this season. But, um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be awesome, fellas. And, um, you know, Josh, I know you're going to be there. Uh, Matt and Jerry, you guys will will be watching, or y'all yeah. making the absolutely. Yeah, we'll uh, be know, watching. Well, I mean, I, it was a dumb question. I just I should have asked. <laughs> y'all won't be there, but correct. But obviously, you'll be watching. Oh, um, of course. And Scott, before we move on, you, you you touched on something very important, and it's it's nuanced, but it needs to be understood. To this point, Iowa State is the biggest victory for my money in the history of the program. It is, and it was a great week of nationally. And then, you know, a little bit here and there, some some remnants. But if you go to Austin and beat Texas on national television in a 2.30 slot, that launches this program into a completely different stratosphere. And it ends Texas' season, which is, I mean, that makes me very happy just yeah, to that, think that'd about That'd be it. nice. <laughs> you, so, think, you think it does? I mean, it didn't end Iowa State season last year. They went on and won the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, they did. How, first of all, strength of schedule stayed high for both. And they had opportunities to go run through the Big 12. I don't know if Sarkeesian recovers from a loss to, at, right. yeah, to Louisiana at home it's just, opening it's up. It's his first game, though. Yeah, but we're talking about Texas here, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the the history around our program. I don't I, – I, I don't – my family lives in Austin. I really don't know enough about Texas, so no. I, I I don't know. You, Out, you guys might be of, right. I just – Outside of the last three years, I, I mean, let's, let's, let's be totally honest. Outside of the last three years, we're losers. We are. Historically, sure. I, but I think it's more of the – here we go again with the fan base and the boosters. Yeah. Because, look, it's not 100% full Sark over there. There's some guys that are on the fence, and if you lose those early on, it could be bad. I think um, I heard Kirk Herbstreit describe it this way. He's like, Texas is like, you think of, like, the Cowboys. They have Jerry Jones. He's mm-hmm. like, Texas has, like, nine Jerry Jones. And it's like, if if you put a, sure, they have the biggest athletic budget. And if you were to sell every NFL team, the Cowboys would sell for the most. But are they the best team? No. Like, are they the team that's winning all the games? You know, it's it's like it's Texas is kind of like that in college football. But the point is, I mean, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They have the star. They have the the value. They have all this other stuff. And to go beat Texas and Iowa State last year, it's sort of you're carrying over the momentum from last year too. Like, people reference Boise State a lot when you think of G5 college football teams that have had sort of like Boise State can have off seasons, and yet everyone still knows who they are just because of the run they had. And everyone – Sort of, you, you think about the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma. Let me tell you something. Boise State was having undefeated and one loss seasons for years before 15 that. Years. Absolutely. They were in the top 25. It wasn't this one win and then poof. It was sort of building to that. So, you know, to your point, Matt, the last couple of years, 
you start this season ranked, coming off of what happened last year with Iowa State, it's like you're it's not out of nowhere now. So the brand is sort of right there, and this just pushes you further into America's minds. And who knows what happens? You do that, run the table, maybe you're gonna select six and you know, you have more features on Napier and all this other stuff. But that's why I go back to biggest opportunity in, yep. in, in program history. And if you lose, you still got some, you know, amazing things you can accomplish this year. But boy, when you have an opportunity like this one, it would hurt well, it would hurt to well, miss it. Might as well take it. It's like we mentioned on on uh, on Wednesday. You know, it's uh the opportunity is there and you gotta go seize it. But here's the thing if you go show well on national TV and you you do the brand justice and you you make believers out of America and you lose by three, you still accomplish something that day. So that's where I'm at with it right now. All right, fellas. Anything else you want to add on the game? Are we good? I want to say, Scott, thanks for having us on this week. Uh, being on ESPN 1420 is, is a little bit of a thrill because I've been listening for 25 years. So I just want to say personally, this is uh, it's been really great, and we appreciate you. Uh, horns down all the way. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I said on Wednesday, Scott, you had a hand in, in building this. So It was all y'all, brother. It was all y'all. Keep we appreciate it up. you. Raise and review. Go uh, check out the podcast. Support these guys. They're doing it, and they're putting in the time, and they're doing it the right way. Stay tuned. More of the Great Scott Show continues after this. We'll take a look at some more week one lines, things to look for this week in college football. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues right after this.